0: shock so shock. let's do it oh oh I like that bringing that hardcore Cena energy there Jeff
1: <laughs> I hate that when he does that <laughs> it's
2: right. just so dumb <laughs> I woke up uh, this morning. Well, I thought it was good. This morning. Yeah. And, uh, oh, after last night, buddy? Yeah. It's been um, a bad idea since
3: the age of 25. So go, oh, go ahead.
2: I was just like, I'd taken a B complex and drank a whole bunch of water before I went to bed, but I still felt like shit. You've got to drink I got a... between the gulps of fireball. That's the trick. You can't just it drink between It fireball.
3: Whatever. Wasn't,
2: it was cheap bourbon. Oh, oh Jesus! Actually, Uh-oh. and and we started off with Jameson shots. So,
1: and you know you're not supposed to drink that much when you have high blood pressure, right? Oh,
0: okay, uh, doctor Jeff. I don't
2: drink that much. Okay. You know, I that's like that. Last night was the first time since the fireball incident. Actually,
3: do I got to <laughs> so. come down there and teach you and Vernon how to drink?
2: And uh, no, he doesn't. You can't teach, you he can't won't. Teach Vernon anything. Yeah, you won't. you let, let me put it to you this way, a couple weeks ago when he was over, uh-huh. and I broke open the cookies that uh, Deb had uh, given on Christmas. Oh, I was the like, cookies, hey, yeah. Um, I was eating one. He ate one. He's like, "Wow, this is really good." And he, "Can I have another?" Yeah, sure. And he, Where, where'd you get these? And I, "Oh, this was uh, this was from Deb, Deb, made. <laughs> and he was Deb like, <laughs> he was like, how is Deb?" And I was like, "Well, she and Barry have now," and he's like, "I don't want to hear about him." <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's when he sent her the text. You know, I love the cookies, Ooh. but it it was funny because he was, "I don't want to hear about." So that's I feel like a-
3: I powered up just like band like <laughs>
2: It's
1: like story of your life, Barry. Everybody wants to hear about Deb. Nobody wants to hear about the Barry.
3: Oh <laughs> God! <laughs> Everybody hear uh, about I, Darren. I think. You know what's uh, funny? I would. I would. I wasn't kidding. I would legit come over there and hang out and have fun with Vernon. I don't have a problem with Vernon. I. I
0: yeah, that, I know. That I know. that makes one of us.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I miss hanging out with Vernon. I miss his, his weirdness. But yeah, once a month is enough. Oh, yeah, God, because yeah. he spilled
1: beer all over your floor not once, but twice I, I in, have, in the five-minute span. I have a whole list. And, and
4: then <laughs> just looked at it. and look, He was like, oh, well, that's not good. I'm like, well, look,
1: turn it over! Well, yeah. He,
2: <laughs> look, 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 look. That was just... Yeah.
1: Man, just, oh man! I just love Kirsten's reaction too. It's like the second time he's like, "Vernon, you did the same thing again." Yeah,
2: dude, <laughs> that's that's like that's when like when we reach the point where I'm yelling at him at Francine and Jerry's for whatever reason. Uh, usually it's because he would like give the dogs too many human food treats. Oh yeah. And 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 eventually I'd be like, Vernon, stop that. And
0: he'd be all like, Oh. Vernon's the only but, guy that can out Andy Andy. <laughs> <That's> true <laughs> welcome folks to geek uh, shop number you're... 621 i am master torgo
2: 80s jeff commander k
3: oh fact check dandy i'm here hey
4: <laughs> i was waiting for you maple leaf
3: madden yeah. and Vlog. i got the we... and credit <laughs> and we're to talk week and geek what happened to red card deb and why is it not why you're not calling her bread oh. Oh, okay. First our, off, Deb, I love that idea of calling a red card Deb. I'm sure she's gonna love that the most. Uh, but red card Deb is tired as fuck right now because she's working crazy hours. So she couldn't she's make getting it tonight.
1: Up super early. Like yeah. I hear her getting up as I'm going to bed, which says something.
4: Well, that's me too. So next time I fucking see her, and she was giving me hell the one time where oh oh you don't want to do the the cast at like nine o'clock because <laughs> blah 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 that message you remember the group text. Yeah. Okay. Into the (laughs) brain that goes. All right. He's storing that one away for you for later. I'll forget about it after the show. Don't worry. Oh, yeah.
1: You and me both.
0: (laughs) This week's Geek Shock is brought to you by Cosmic Comics here in Las Vegas, 3830 East Flamingo Road, Suite F2. If you want some sweet comics, that is where you go. And it's not just comics, it's toys, it's games. They do it all. T shirts. Check yep. them out uh, They were my, and still are, my first comic store In Vegas I know everybody else, alternate reality Is one. It's a fantastic place I'm not going to knock it because it's awesome But Cosmic is still the place close to my heart So this week brought to you by Cosmic Comics, if you're in Vegas Definitely check them out
2: They're, yeah. they're neighbors and they're friendly rivals uh, Ralph sends me to Cosmic when he, when he doesn't have something And he won't be restocking it yeah, and vice versa,
1: because uh, Cosmic is actually closer to where I live now. When I have gone in there and can't find something, they uh, usually refer me to Alternate Reality. So, yeah, they're they're good people in both locales. That's for sure.
0: So here it is, a, a very special <laughs> <laughs> what we did this week because Andy, you've been a, you've been away for so long, and and I know you're chomping at the bit to tell us what you've been into. Uh, so what geeky thing did you do this week, Matt?
1: <laughs> Fuck you, Andy. <laughs> um, <laughs> You've been saving that I, one up, huh?
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm like, okay, you guys remember Dragon Ball Z from like the 80s and 90s? Yeah, you know? unfortunately. That's like me. I'm like, I'm charging up like, oh, and then next episode, I'm still charging up. And then Andy's here, and I'm like, then I get to my you know, level three.
0: So it's an Fu Fuck Power, you, Andy. Fu Power yeah. nine thousand. Is that what that was?
4: Yeah. All right. This is my final form. <laughs> I actually did quite a bit. Oh, what? And you weren't expecting that? No, I wasn't. No. But uh, I messed so up. Basically, basically, Red Card Deb, Mrs. Maple Leaf, and myself all were started the timeline of the whole Marvel movies. So we started from oh. Captain America all the way on. So I ended up finishing all of that. Plus all the series, except for Hawkeye. I'm, all, I'm one episode into Hawkeye. Wow. So. Wait, when did you start doing that? Six months ago. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> yeah. Did, did uh, you skip G- over Agent Carter? I believe so, yes. I, I didn't see that you. one on there. Yeah, I know, timeline. but it's not it's not in the timeline. Like It's not there. I was just going by what Disney Plus had
2: uh, for the, uh, the timeline uh, thing. Yeah. yeah, well, you notice so. he said he started with Captain America. That's not the first... Right. Marvel movie of the, so. He's going in yeah.
3: timeline, he's going in chronologically.
2: Yeah, yeah. But, but
1: chronologically, Agent Carter would have been after Captain America.
4: Yes. What's the first one then, okay? In your, like, what, what was the first
2: one? Well, it, it, actually, people will de- debate it, because from my, the way I look at it, it was Iron Man. Iron Man kicked it off. But oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. some people will actually actually mention the Hulk movies, which is like, <sighs> you know, well, so, I think
4: I think Disney Plus and the MCU and Marvel, they're they're talking about actual timeline in the actual yeah, yeah. universe itself. They're, so that's, that's why. It, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, he was saying chronologically, though. OK, that's why I said yeah. Captain America. Yeah. In the timeline and then Agent Carter
2: and then right. everything else. I we We all we all know this. OK, <laughs> <laughs> I actually it's funny because I actually have a problem uh, it, it, I was seeing this on a forum. People were talking about Fritz Leiber's Lankmar stories. Leiber actually got a little uneven in his writing. His later Lankmar stories are not as good as his earlier ones. But some of his chronologically early stories like like uh, the first stories where the before they even no before that, snow oh. women, jewels in the forest. Oh. those are later written and they're not they're not the best way to start but the common anthologies are released like that and it actually the number of people who are like ah, I started at the first two stories, man and I didn't continue and it's like you're missing out. And so I'm, I've actually become a big proponent of like in terms of like writing, reading and publication order, because that that usually you see the writer grow and technically you shouldn't need, you know, to read it, you know, uh, prequels or anything like that. So to I've become an to advocate say, yeah. of that. But That's, I can understand what what Mar- uh, D- Disney is doing with that uh, chronolo- chronology thing, although they didn't list Agent Carter, which is.
3: Uh, it's, it's 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 it falls into the same thing as the Agents of Shield. They're sort of oh. not really counting the uh, the TV stuff. They're doing the movies and the uh, the Disney specials. I think. Yeah, so far of those Disney specials,
4: I actually like. Um, I actually liked Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. um, Somewhat. And my favorite so far. I haven't seen all of Hawkeye, but I wasn't as high in One Division like you were, Andy. I know like every week you came here, you're like, ooh, Wonder.
1: Ooh,
4: like you want to just spill all over One Division. Yep. But uh, I do like, I did like uh, Loki. Actually, it was mm-hmm. my favorite. So, that one. And he is Kang the Conqueror, right? I'm pretty sure. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah okay.
1: stab us, stab. He's, he's a version of... Yes. Yep.
3: And they didn't he, include uh, any of the uh, the Netflix stuff, right? But though they are going to try and meld all that in, I think. Well... ...has showed up in Hawkeye. So. Yeah. yeah. I read yeah, that. Spoiler alert! It's
4: not a spoiler, spoiler, to, me. Not a spoiler uh, to me. I read that. So... Yeah. Which means... Um, I forget Daredevil, the actor who played... Punisher. Yeah, Charlie Cox. Is he... Yeah reprising his role i believe yes. he is okay i yeah, like that there's so. there's rumors of that yes now we just well, need matthew wrote uh, the, the punisher to <laughs> to redo his role but uh yeah, yeah that's what i did uh for the marvel anyways i did all the cinematic marvel up into the first episode of hawkeye so that was pretty fun you're caught up you're well caught up yeah and yeah. um i warhammer warhammer warhammer
0: uh, bring it.
4: yeah um, I actually put together my which is the troop uh, choice, or one of the troop choices for the admech in forty k. And uh, Barry, I was doing some research on your sisters of battle. Uh-huh. That's a fun army. Yeah,
3: I, I think you picked a good one. Yeah, I I, I subscribe to uh, the Reddit for Adeptus Sororitas, oh, wow. and I look I look at all the. Uh, the paintings that they do. Oh yeah. It, it looks really amazing. It looks really good. Uh so I'm excited to do that, but I can't paint stuff here, so I gotta wait.
0: Is it the fumes?
3: No, I, it's it's the room. I can't I don't have any room to paint shit. So I'm not gonna buy a bunch of stuff right now. I'm buying I'm building Barry, a house,
0: man. Barry, I, I know a guy.
4: <laughs> hey, don't pedal your uh your your business here, okay?
0: I'm absolutely I just... gonna pedal my business here. <laughs> Hey, Let's put some papers I know...
1: down on the kitchen table. What the hell? Oh, yeah.
4: My God.
2: No,
1: it's no,
4: dude. dude he's got no. a cat. Come on,
1: the cat will no. be like, oh, that's true.
2: Well, that and also you don't you don't paint for like an hour and then clean up. If he lays down paper, that's gonna be there for a couple for days of painting. a Couple days, weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: This is true. Yeah. And I gotta get the the magnifying glass thing so I can paint eyes. And then uh, if I hire, to- see, I would hire someone. I'm not gonna point fingers or name names. Someone, maybe someone we know very well, someone on this cast right now. Jeff? They would have to have a website. Yes. <laughs> oh, listen, Maple this. Leaf Minis. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, that's a great work. name. <laughs> that's <laughs> a
0: great <laughs> that name.
3: <is> oh my <laughs> great name. Oh my. I'm going to name Jeep
2: right now.
4: Oh, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Committed yourself. Yeah, Making wow, Minis, sponsored by Vanilla Chicks Love Chocolate. <laughs> you, what? You, you no, they just love chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> they, just, they, they just love that chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> That's the bailout. Oh, you know what, Todd? That actually could be a t-shirt. <laughs> Vanilla <laughs> Chicks Love Chocolate. Dot, dot, dot.
0: No, Uh, uh, so the
2: dot, dot, dot. The dot, dot, dot. That's what I did. Heavy-handed. That's what I did.
0: Uh, There's one thing I want to ask you about, Matt. You sent Uh me a picture of Mrs. Maple Leaf holding up. Oh yes. (laughs) What was the uh, tell? What what was what was she holding?
4: Uh, Her army. Oh, look at the look on Kay's face. Uh, (laughs) Basically, I bought her for Christmas. To her delight, you should have seen her face when she opened it. You can't even basement. keep
1: it together. Yeah.
4: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Chaos demons, the slanesh though. Oh, nice. Slanesh forces.
3: Was she really like delighted, the... or is this the equivalent of buying her a, a vacuum cleaner for Christmas? No, that that's
4: like okay. major meh and rum cake. <laughs> not that not that category. For but, those uh, that
3: don't know, slanesh is like the fuck demons.
4: Yes, the BDSM. The oh. Yes. They got like eight nipples or eight eight tits with like, yeah
2: it's a unique faction okay eight tits? i love i love eight tits art <laughs> eight tits video were really fun back in the day too well their models are like dressed in like uh leather armor they have invulnerable saves
4: for people that don't know that uh, invulnerable save is a save you can take for everything it doesn't matter what the armor penetration of the weapon is because they're demons they're eldritch demons so they have that and they got, like, leather whips and chains, and, like, they're they're big into, like, blades, weapons and cutting and speed, all of that. So, so what is that, is that
3: so wait, against single penetration or double penetration?
4: Oh, it depends, Andy. Okay. Depends what you're into. What if
3: they're
0: into depends?
4: That's Papa Nurgle.
0: Oh, yes, yeah, you're right, absolutely. <laughs> Warhammer joke. I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited for the this. The right, right people now. got it, okay? The Emperor Damn protects... Right. Damn right. Okay, Andy. What did right. you well, do? Well, I, I I've
3: done many, many things. I mean, I've narrowed it down here. First off. Let me guess. That, hold on. Hold on. I don't mean interrupt. Actually, I do. Yeah, you do. It's it's you. Easy, Kanye. But, uh,
1: <laughs> 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 I'm going <laughs> to let you
3: speak.
4: I'm
1: going to let you speak.
4: Did you, did you and the Clampers put a plaque on a rock there in New England somewhere or what? No,
3: the, the Clampers do not have any uh, factions uh, east of the Mississippi. Okay. Hold on.
4: Next question. Did the airship club that you belong to over there in the New England, (laughs) did you guys
3: go across? Now, that's more likely, but I haven't found a group out here. There must be one. Buddy, if you have an airship club, dude, I want to (laughs) join.
4: That's it. You may go now.
3: Oh, thanks. (laughs) So, where's the love for Cowboy Bebop, man? That was brilliant. I loved that shit. And I didn't hear anybody talking about it, except that it was canceled. I talked about it. A little bit.
0: Did you you
3: even talk about finishing it?
0: uh, I still have not finished the anime. I'm about a little over halfway through at this point. Mm -hmm. Have you finished the uh, live action? Uh, No, because I wanted to finish the anime first because I realized the live action was going to spoil the anime.
3: Uh, Not really. It's actually kind of interesting to watch both. I actually finished the anime. I was halfway through the anime when I started watching the live action. I finish watching the live action and watch the rest of the anime. It's similar elements are used, but it's not the same story exactly. Uh, the live action is more um, straight through narrative driven. As there's, there's, how do I afford this? Um, the animated one, it's some, there's sort of one-offs and you occasionally, there'll be something that will tell you about some of the larger story. But the live action, it's like, Gonna tell this larger story. It's gonna be pieces of this all the way through. I loved it. I'm sorry it was canceled. I hope they find some way to not cancel it. Uh, maybe Netflix can pick it up. Oh wait. I
0: don't know. Oh. Uh, well,
4: there is that. There is that petition that's surpassed 120,000 signatures. So <laughs> yes, there that's you good. go.
0: That is 100,000
4: of them are yours, right? Come Petitions
0: on. always work. Sometimes.
2: <laughs> What's um, his? Frank A. Taylor. Frank Andrew Taylor. F. Andrew Taylor. F. A. Taylor. Andy Taylor. Frank Taylor. Why do they all have the same home address?
3: In other news, I just discovered what the F in F. Andrew Taylor stands for. No. <laughs> you thought it, you never knew came what it was, did It you? never came up. Yeah, I thought it did It, it comes up, but I have a bunch of standard answers that are bullshit. You know, I, I, I will claim that I won it for my brother in a poker game because he really does sign his name Jeff with one F. Oh, boy. Or I'll just say it stands for fucking Andy. I thought
1: it was just always you were just missing the Y. It's like F-Y, Andrew Taylor.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that's always saying, fuck you, Andy. Right. There you go. For me I also, uh, well, I've been listening to some podcasts of the, um, the ones I've been listening to already, but the uh, uh, Bizarre Albums has done some geeky stuff that's worth checking into. And, uh, Squaring the Strange just finished a four-part thing on, uh, Moral Panic. Oh, fun. so it's, So, it's four 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 full episodes, uh, one on oh. games, uh, Moral, Pan- Moral Panic with games, Moral Panic with music, Moral Panic with films and TV, and final one was Moral, Com- Moral Panic with literature and comics. So, that's fun. A lot of 80s stuff in there, a lot of D&D, uh... I imagine. um bit of yeah, work. Them. video games. There was a video game thing I'd never heard of. Oh, damn it! I should have written down this one. There was a video game that the, the uh, when they were doing the uh, Congress, when they're doing the like, the, uh, the hearings in Congress about video game violence or video game moral panic. Um, moral combat. Duke Nukem. No, no. No, it's moral combat. It Jack obvious. Thompson. No. Nope. It was like night something. It was some sort of weird video thing. Oh, 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 night, night, night trap. What is it? Thank you. Yeah. Apparently that's what most of the, most of the, uh, most of the
0: testimony was
3: about that. Wow. Yeah. With the girl from different strokes. Yes.
0: Oh, is that in there? Okay. Yeah. Dana, starring Dana Plato. It was uh, also released on Sega CD Mm -hmm. uh, as well as the PC. Uh, Night Trap was barely a game. It was yes, a full-motion video security simulator, really, is what it came down to. Uh, it was
3: it was Dragon's Lair, basically, but was not as fun.
0: Uh, you know what? That's a really, really good description, frankly. <laughs> uh, yeah,
3: I got to agree with
1: that.
0: And the most R-rated that got was there was a scene where some of the girls were in pajamas. And and that's really mm. it. it. It was really overblown. It only did as well as it did because of all the attention it got, because otherwise it would have disappeared into forgotten video game history. It was a group in this house that were being attacked by some kind of vampires with these weird claw arms. And you were manning a security camera, being able to check each room, and you were able to, like, set traps in various rooms, Is my understanding... And so you, if the vampires came to that room and the trap was there, it would trigger that video versus the video that would have happened if they captured somebody. There was I no blood. It. There was no gore. There was no sex. It was absolutely. Wow. It was, it was Wortham-style overblown stuff. When I say right. Wortham, the guy that caused the moral panic of comic books in the 50s.
3: Which got men- mentioned in the fourth one, obviously. The, the fourth episode of the uh,
0: Squaring the Range.
3: Uh, and the only other one I was going to mention is, uh, and I'm really sorry Red Card Deb isn't here for this, uh, I, I started playing Skyrim. Oh, you too? Uh, and you're right. It's it's kind of addictive.
0: Just a little.
3: Yeah. I am what stuck version? right
0: now. What version?
3: Um, the one that involves fishing. The, brand, the brand new one. Latest, <laughs> the fishing version. The anniversary yeah. version. The this anniversary version is involves fishing. Yes. That you was... That was one of the things they sold tried to sell me. This one has fishing. I'm like, yeah, I'll never do it. But thank De- you. I'll, I'll, I'll speak for Deb right now. Her thing is she's playing Skyrim, and she's playing the shit out of it. How are you playing? Are you playing as a, as a fighter, as an archer? How are you playing? Kirsten, how am I playing? Here You're a sneaky rogue. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> ah, <laughs> I However, t- I've gotten to the sneaky rogue town, and I hate it. It kind of stopped me. Riftin. Yeah! Because yeah. all the missions are like, you know, so far it's been sneaking here, sneak past this guy, and then kill the big bad monster. And now it's like, uh, now you're Tony Soprano's goon. Go, go fuck with these nice people. I'm like I don't want to be Tony Soprano's goon. That's I'm yeah, I like. that's right. See why I hate rogues. Yeah, well, I like the, <laughs> part. I don't like the I don't like the uh, the, uh, the leg breaker part of being a rogue. It's not that's not what I think of as rogue when I think of rogue. Too murder too murdery for you? Is that what you are right? <laughs> No, it's not even murdery. I'm not in fact I'm not supposed to kill these people. I'm so supposed to <laughs> scare them. I'm supposed to rough them well, up and get money from them. Just wound them. It is very telling. It is very telling that you were playing that and Deb is playing as a mage whose only job is to just murder people faster with fire. <laughs> and her complaint is she can't murder them fast enough. <laughs> so and <laughs> she's a fire. i am barrel breaker she will take everything not nailed down oh wow uh raw salmon barrels I'll, of flour I'll fucking plates. oh no she'll sell all of it you know and the inventory <laughs> game is a big part of it i'm i'm amazed this surprises you barry Oh no, not at all. I watch her play. I think it's hilarious. I'll give her like tips like, oh yeah, you don't want that. Get this, you don't want that. But I, I can't say anything when it comes time to barrel break because I know how the I know the score. I know she's gonna take every fucking thing not nailed down. She <laughs> bought a house in the game and still steals everything out of it. It's great. Wait, she still stuff out of Breeze Breeze home or whatever? No, she bought the one outside of uh, 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 White Run, which is no. better. Outside of white I mean I'm in mean, I'm in mean White Run. Wait yeah, wait know, but
0: wait what, wait she have the house in White Run?
3: No, there's a house in White Run called Breeze Home. And then yes. there's one outside. There's a there's a homestead outside you could buy. It's like 7 grand or something. Totally worth it, buy
0: it. Oh, okay, the the one outside? Okay, you're in the right house. Tell her that she needs to uh do the cheese bug. What's the cheese the bug? Cheese okay. Bug? Okay, you you know you can get like wheels of cheese, right? You, that's one of yeah. the things you can pick up. If, oh yes. Uh the side room of that. If you fill that with I think it's five hundred wheels of cheese, it <laughs> it creates this kind of god mode thing, where all of a sudden you start just spitting fire no matter where oh you go. God. So, okay. but so you have if to. If
3: I tell her that, mm-hmm. you, I realize you're full of shit. You're right. <laughs> I, I, I I will because she, she doesn't listen to these fucking episodes. Yet. Oh, excellent. Yeah.
0: yeah, so tell her so, about the cheese bug
3: the cheese bug but it only works okay. in
0: that house so she picked the right house
3: okay and remember why she started playing this because she got that tattoo from black sacrament tattoo here in vegas where it's all sky rimmed out it's fucking awesome by the way black sacrament tattoo fucking go um yeah i'm gonna tell her about the cheese bug yeah yeah i and won't tell her i heard the it last from you episode no should be very he's died. i can't i can't <laughs> tell her i heard it from you because she'll know immediately that you're full of
0: shit oh yeah absolutely
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. She's bugged. Uh, would, would, would she think you're full of shit if you were like, you won't believe what Andy discovered? No, I'm not. That's not me. No, but, but tell her that Duncan said it.
3: Oh, oh, oh no, oh, no, no. No, that won't work. Okay. I will tell her really? that Andy said it. I will tell her that Andy said it, and I think she'll believe it. Rock and roll. All <laughs>
0: right. Well,
2: Andy can say that he was told by Duncan, and he right. did it. There you
0: go. <laughs> okay, our stories are, are missing now yes. we, we yeah, have right. We're all
2: on the same page, synchronize your watch I don't care I right. just see it now, so when
4: we all got hauled into the courts Well, before Deb murdered Barry Andy <laughs> said that Duncan got this cheese thing And then Torgo said this So talk to Torgo
2: <laughs> and, and, and Duncan gets put on the stand And he's just sitting there All confused <laughs> I did what?
3: Anything else you do, Andy? Oh, a ton of stuff, but I was listening to That was that's enough for now. I mean, uh I mean, I I, I saw most of the movies. I still got to get the uh I got to still got to see Spider-Man. Uh I still got to see uh it's on there now, the um Oh, what the hell is the other Marvel movie? Eternals. 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 Yeah. I to see Eternals, which is now on there so I can watch yep. that. That'll be the first Marvel movie I haven't watched on the big screen. Same. Did you watch Shang-Chi on the
0: big screen? I did
1: watch Shang-Chi on the
0: big screen. I oh, remember because okay. I heard about it on Geek Shock.
1: Yeah. I remember us talking about it. I just didn't remember if he saw it in the theater or not. Yeah. And that was definitely a movie
3: you want to see in the theater, if you can see it. Because it's yeah it's pretty... Pretty,
4: pretty stick- I don't know, man. When I saw it, I couldn't get over why there weren't rings. Like, on, like finger rings. Like, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> There's still uh-huh. rings.
1: They're just bracelets.
4: Yeah, I know that, Jeff. Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's still rings.
0: Thank still you, rounds. Jeff. <laughs> Mary, what'd you do this week?
3: Uh, I I only really did one thing this week because I'm so busy with the move and starting a new gig. Uh, I played some Minecraft.
2: Big surprise! How is the Minecraft. big
0: project coming along?
3: The big project is totally coming along. Uh, if you are part of the uh, Geek Shock Kofi membership, you have access to the Discord, and I'll post a link just to show people in the regular Discord that is not Minecraft related just exactly how we're doing. We're building a casino, and it is a mega, mega project. It is so big that you can't see one end from the other. You have to go a bit in the air, fly, to see the fog that covers the back end of this thing. Oh, it geez. is enormous, And everyone's doing something for it. Everyone's helping out. Leon Mitt is helping out a lot. He is just a... He, he He's just a big helpful watermelon, is what he is. Um, So... I'm 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 pretty happy about it. It's it's a big giant project, and I swear we're going to be recording soon. It's just I just set up the microphone and everything in this room, and I once I get it all swifty, we'll be all fine, and I'll start to I'll start recording. But we've been playing Minecraft. Join us. You,
1: you better it's not fun. take a shit on my floor. You're going
3: to get <laughs> shrifty in there. I maybe maybe not. I don't know. It'll be a surprise.
0: <laughs> you can always blame it on the cat.
3: I will be, yeah, well, big the size cat. of a cat poop and the size of a human poop are a little different. It's a pretty big cat. I don't have a big cat. I have a normal sized cat. <laughs> I want to defenstrate that little motherfucker every so often, but, you know, I have a normal sized cat.
0: Is that how you pronounce it? I thought it was Defenestrate. It is. Okay. <laughs> uh, speaking of Defenestrate, Jeff, what'd you do this week? <laughs>
1: Uh, so, uh, got caught up on Book of Boba Fett. Still enjoying that. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, don't want to spoil anything from the episode, so that's about all I'll say. I'm still enjoying it. Um. Boba Fett's uh, in it. Yeah, Boba Fett's in it.
2: Oh, fuck! So I heard yeah, spoiler alert. Oh,
1: shit. Darn. Sorry. Hey, other spoiler alert. He's still alive! <gasps> I didn't mention it last week, but I did did watch the Matrix movie on HBO Max, the the uh, Resurrections. Gotta say I was kind of meh on the whole thing. Mm. Gonna um, lose them a hundred million, so yeah, you're not the only one. <laughs> it, uh, I mean, I get what they were going for. They were trying to be this whole self-reverential thing and kind of self-parodying, and I don't know. I just, I just felt like it didn't work. I, I thought they could have just ended it. Why revisit it? There's you know, still some interesting know. action sequences, you know huh? You know why? Yeah. There's money. There's money. money
0: laying there on the table. That's why they were well, gonna they, they were gonna make it, it in a movie. Yeah, they were gonna <laughs> yeah. make that movie with or without Wachowski. Yeah, so, they're gonna exactly. break
3: every barrel to get the money they can get want out of that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
3: yeah, Indeed. but the funny thing
4: is
1: they're going to lose a hundred million, so they're not making yeah, any money. <laughs> yeah, They didn't even cover the well. Movie. Anytime a studio says they didn't make money off of something, that's a lie because, well, creative accounting that they use, they always make their money before it hits the theaters. So, at any rate. So, yeah, I was just kind of uh, on the the new Matrix movie. Um, the other movie I watched was uh, on Amazon Prime Video, Being the Ricardos. Oh. Uh, that was an interesting movie. Um, I thought it was going to be more... Uh, so I, I I guess I should probably set it. Uh, it stars Nicole Kidman and Javier Barden as Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz, and it centers around a specific time period of the production of I Love Lucy and it really only kind of centers around one episode so it's not like they're just recreating and it's kind of presented in like a docudrama style but um, it's Aaron Sorkin so I really wanted to check it out I gotta say, the performances from the whole cast were fantastic. Bardem kills it. J.K. Simmons is in it. Co- so, of course, you know it's gonna be good. The uh, actress that I was not familiar with, her name is Nina Arianda, I think is how you pronounce her last name. Uh, she plays Vivian Vance, who is the. Um, uh, uh, the, oh, be- the, Betty, the, the Betty, the Betty, as well. Yes, thank you. Um, and uh, she nails that part. Just absolutely nails it, um, wow. Ethel. Ethel, thank you. I couldn't think of the character name. It's it's funny when you have an actor playing another actor who is also <laughs> playing
0: a character
1: that that actor played. It's right. You know, you Simmons start really is Fred. Is not he? Yes. Uh, yes. yes. Uh, oh wow. Yes. Yeah. So you have uh-huh. Simmons and um, and this Nina Arianda playing Fred and Ethel Mertz. So anyway, I gotta say as good as. Nicole Kidman's performance was I did find the use of the prosthetics really distracting. I think that they should have just done it with her normal her normal face and just done it. Because nobody else wore appliances, which I thought was really kind of an odd choice why she specifically had to wear makeup appliances in order to, to do the part. But um were they good no, appliances
3: or she'll go scary
1: Lucy? from uh, Uh, a statue. Yeah, honestly, if you look at a picture of the poster, you'll see exactly what I mean. It doesn't, she doesn't look real is the best way I can put it. Like, every time you see her on screen, it does, it it looks almost like a cartoon uh, expression of Nicole Kidman playing Lucille Ball. So, uh, but like I said, that's really my only gripe with it, but uh, it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, As I said, it's on Amazon Prime, so being the Ricardos, I especially love any of kind of that behind-the-scenes stuff, so that's why I, I recommend checking it out. And that's all I got.
0: That's pretty. neat. And thanks for bringing that up because I didn't even know that was a, a thing. So.
3: Oh really? Yeah. yeah this is the
0: first time it, I'm hearing of it. it
3: oh, it's it's whatever I'm watching. Apparently, it's on heavier rotation. The advertising. Oh. Okay. Well, it had it had
1: a heavy um, advertising push before it launched in December. So, like, beginning of December second week of December, and then it just kind of fell away. The ads for it really haven't been around for the last couple weeks, even though it's only been on there for a couple
2: weeks, so. I heard of it because you know how uh, people have been like, they complain about whitewashing, right? And so cast ethnically uh, appropriate actors, and so Javier Bardem is playing Desi Arnez, but there are Cuban-Americans who are like, you couldn't get a fucking Cuban? <laughs> wow. So it's, it's, I love it because it's like, it's sort of, it it's just gradually narrowing down, mm-hmm. you know, eventually it's going to be, it, you couldn't get this guy from this corner of the country, which is the same hometown that that character grew up in when <laughs> 30 years ago, what? Right. What with you people? You
0: couldn't get so. Todd Bristow to play Master Torgo?
2: Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. It, you know, it's funny you bring that
1: up, uh Kirsten, cuz I remember uh when uh John Cho was at a Star Trek convention and he was talking about being cast as Sulu Right. And he's he's Korean, uh but before he accepted the part, he went and talked with uh Tuke. Yes. Takei, and they had a he said a nice sit down lunch and he said, "I'm concerned about taking this part because I'm not Japanese the character is Japanese and Takei gave him a blessing saying it's it's just on, honestly bets that they're still casting uh somebody from that part of the world as the part so he's like I think you'll do a fine job with it so got got his blessing He got you know? his
2: blessing yeah that yeah. was that was very classy of Cho yeah. and uh, and a uh, very classy thing of Take as well it's sort of like also with the the new West Side story Everyone's like, "Yay, they they used lat- Latino actors," but uh, Puerto Ricans actually have been a little PO'd because they weren't. Yeah, because there were they too didn't. many Cubans. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, Andy, it was the the, uh, the girl who played Maria is Latina, but not Puerto Rican. If I if I'm recalling the uh, the the gripe. Correctly. No one is more racist against a
3: type than people of that same type. <laughs> yeah, how racist are Koreans against Chinese and and Japanese? It's it's the same all over, man. Yeah, well, they the Asian cultures all hate each other. So. Oh, they all hate each other. Yeah, funny. So on 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 talking about movies that didn't get or didn't get promoted, did get uh, promoted? Did anybody else but me see um, Army of Thieves? No. Yes. That's insane. No, it's like I had no idea it existed. And, uh, what is it? It is a prequel to Army of Army of the Dead. Was that it?
2: Is that out already? Army of Army Darkness. Army of Thieves is out. Army of Darkness. Yeah. Wow. No, no, no. Not Army of Darkness. I know, Army, but it's a prequel. Yeah, the the to... Vegas Heist zombie movie.
3: Yeah. yeah. The Zack Snyder joint. Really? Yeah. So at some point they did a prequel to it. I mean, the same year. And it's better than the. Uh, it's much more entertaining than the uh, Army of Dead. Does it have anything to do with zombies? No. Well, no. It's all pre-zombie. Well, it's right on the edge of zombies. It's
0: it's it's the uh...
3: <laughs> zombie
2: adjacent. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> What's it out
3: on? How can I watch this? Netflix. It's on Netflix. Netflix. This and it focuses stupid. on the uh, the German character. It's all it's all about him cracking several other safes. Okay.
0: So if, if you needed more of that,
3: there <laughs> you go. No, it's, it's, it's much more entertaining than the uh, Army of Dead.
0: Okay. It's not exactly... A, Person, uh, Kirsten, back me up on this. It's not, it's not a low bar. Yeah, Andy. exactly. It's, Andy, it's not the hardest push-up.
2: <laughs> uh, guys, Andy loves loves his heist movies. I do. I He's a that. rogue in Skyrim, right? <laughs> he loves his heist movies. Stand so, correct. That and he's not me. going to be, he's not, Andy's not going to pimp something that was just merely adequate to the genre.
1: Speaking of heist, I did forget something. I apologize. I'm just going to say it real quick. Uh, Leverage Redemption is on IMDb TV. I binged the whole series. It is definitely worth checking out. If you're a fan of the original Leverage, same group of writers with new writers, same group of people that directed the episodes Highly recommend it. IMDb TV is free. There are ads. Uh, it's not super obtrusive with the ads, but
3: definitely worth checking out. I've seen a couple episodes and I really liked it. Just haven't gotten around to watching the rest of it yet.
0: Oh, uh, I finished Cobra Kai. Absolutely nice. adored it. It's it, ah. the, it the show still fires on all cylinders. Again, if you're not a Karate Kid fan and the thing doesn't speak to you, this new season isn't going to win you over any further. But oh. I can't get enough. I, I want more. I'm ready to start the whole thing yeah. over and rewatch it all. I it's it tickles ah. a wonderful itch in me and I can't explain why.
1: Did you I mean without being spoilery, did you see what I said what I meant when I said that if you're liking the Terry Silver character, you're and how they've made him a full fleshed out character and not a, a cartoon character like he was in Karate Kid Three?
0: I absolutely do and I absolutely agree. And I love him as a villain. he, he is yeah. fantastic. And I've never thought I'd ever say that about Terry Silver.
1: Yeah, that final episode, I was like, oh, shit. This is awesome.
0: I've also been playing some uh, Torchlight 3. If you're not familiar, the Torchlight video game series is the video game series that you play when you want to play more Diablo, but you're sick of playing Diablo. You go to Torchlight. (laughs) And so it's just more Torchlight, but it has more of that uh, World of Warcraft uh, style of art to it. Uh, the Torchlight 3 has a lot of fun characters to choose from, from a steampunk mechanized robot thing to a ghost pirate. Uh, but it all comes down to, do you like Diablo? Do you want more? Here you go. It's Torchlight 3. Any of the Torchlight series is fun.
4: I'm surprised you haven't, uh, played Path of Exile.
0: I have played Path of Exile. I've played it a few times. It's a, it's a free-to-play game. Uh, it's one of those games that sell you a lot of, uh, Uh, Cosmetic things for your character, and that's how they make their money. But yeah, it's another Diablo clone that is absolutely worth your time and certainly worth the price you're paying for it, which is nothing. Yeah, if you if you enjoy Diablo style games, Torchlight is great. But yeah, Path of Exile that's also great. So yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Matt. I agree. And I've also I played
3: Torchlight one and I Mm -hmm. played Torchlight two, and I I have to actually agree with you. Uh, I think it's really good. When I first picked it up, I thought, oh, okay. This is gonna be like the guy in the Walmart parking lot who's trying to sell me. Hey, do you, if you <laughs> do you like Jacquard Noir? You'll love Come Quat Madness. No, oh God! It's, it's <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Uh, Wait, but are you buying CDs from guys in parking lots? <laughs> <laughs> I almost bought a toaster from a guy. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's 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 a good game. I haven't played three. It comes recommended apparently. So
0: yeah, it's again, it's it's more the same. It's. Uh, One thing this adds to it is you can build a fort in between various maps. So as you're going from map to map, then you come across another village, which is actually just the fort you're building so you can build various things to increase stats like uh you can feed a tree to get you more magic find percentage or you can feed this shrine to get you more fire protection that you build so it's a there's some crafting element to it but it's very rudimentary and and frankly a lot of it you can skip if you're not into it is there a cheese bug not that i've discovered but it doesn't mean there isn't cheese bugs are fantastic if you can get them to go off 500 cheese wheels in the side room that's what it takes
3: i'm gonna work on it i'm gonna work on it
0: and i've also started a korean horror sci-fi show that's on netflix that netflix said hey you you like these kind of shows so why don't you try this one and and it was right uh it's called the silent sea and if you are into it has a very alien feel like like uh uh, the very first Dostromo alien, the Ridley Scott alien. Uh, although so far there's no alien, but there might be. But it does a really good job of ramping up tension. It is a future where the Earth's water has almost completely dried up. And they send a team off to a Korean station on the moon that's been abandoned for was it 10 or 20 years or something like that. And they get a cryptic thing from a guy that's dying saying the water don't and he dies so whatever it has to do with that I don't know but they're doing a really good job of ramping up the tension and creating a lot of mysteries that I actually am interested in solving Uh, most mystery box shows I'm like okay I get a little tired of it but uh, they're doing a really good job with this again it is a Korean show so your enjoyment of either reading subtitles or Listening to English that doesn't match the lips is all up to you. But so far, yeah. <laughs> three episodes in, and I'm in for the journey.
2: Oh, you're you're only three in.
0: Okay. Yeah. It's not a lot. It's like 10 episodes, I think, in the right. season.
2: <laughs> no, because I, I thought maybe you'd gotten to the part where they actually solved the water problem by having Andy carry some water to the submarine, and he trips, and... It, it's amazing. And Here how green safe. your grass grows. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was and good. I'm glad he said it was like the ocean because I thought
3: Silent Sea is like, well, if science has a Silent Sea. I guess you can go with that, but that sounds
0: boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Andy, I missed you.
2: <laughs> <clears throat> oh, Andy, Todd missed you. Kirsten, what did you do this Kirsten week? Kirsten to throw that in there. Uh, like Jeff said, I'm enjoying Mando Fett so much. Wow, it, it, it they're just it, they're just doing they're just doing great. And I was really excited in the episode where mm-hmm. from the showed up because it's just like that's great stuff there. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just loving. I, I, I yeah, it's great. And I also watched, and this was this was kind of crazy. I watched something on Netflix called Death to 2021. <laughs> I saw some of that, too. I didn't finish it yet. Oh, God. It's it's funny because it's like a faux documentary, but it's kind of documentary-ish. And it looks back on the year. It's wonderfully narrated by Lawrence Fishburne. And they intersperse real news clips, and news items, but they use uh, actors for commentary. Um, So, Hugh Grant plays this incredibly stuffed shirt, conservative uh, British cultural dude. Um, Lucy Liu plays um, Snook Austin. She's the Washington correspondent for The Washington Correspondent. (laughs) And so she sits there and she's pontificating uh, as a as a news person. And she's hilarious because she's she'll go on like, you know, I've i I've, I've been here. I've been watching the White House for decades. All right. I was I was there uh, uh, when uh, Bush kneeled to Zod. I was there when Clinton ejaculated. I've seen it all, you know, and then Stalker Channing. Plays the the acerbic alcoholic New York uh, uh, political critic that you would find uh, does all the op op eds. I forget the uh, the actual person that she's sort of modeling, but she she's sitting there just drinking whiskey and just making comments. You know, like uh, oh shit, I can't even think of the fucking stuff. But it it it's just it's hilarious. Right thank you but it I, it it it's incredibly hilarious because it's a, it's a humorous satirical take on the news events of the year um, i had to uh
3: i had to stop and, and catch my breath on it because it's funny as
2: hell, but it also reminds me of all the terrible stuff yeah they i mean they deal with everything uh they have the they have one uh one scientist who comments on covid an African scientist named Pyrex flask. He sits there and he's just talking about COVID and the infection and, and, and spread infectiousness and all that stuff. And then. There'll be music starting to play and he'll just be like, what what are you what are you doing with the this? Well, it's some music. We're just building some tension. This is very serious. This is like we're talking about disease here. You can't have the you know, and he gets kind of like irritated at him. While they're doing that and stuff, and I can't—the political humor is just awesome, and Fishburne's dry delivery is just magnificent. He's, hes hes just awesome. So I can't recommend it, and—and and it's like an hour. It's not like a, a big ass a big ass show. Uh, Jeff, I don't know if you've watched it yet because I sent you the link.
1: I—I I haven't watched that one yet, but I—you watched. Watch- Death to twenty twenty.
2: Yeah. Okay. Because there was another one that that was the prior. Yeah. It was a prior year. Um, well, I would actually now after I sent that, I I regretted it because that's like, I, I'd like you to wait and next time Steve comes out for a visit, we should uh we should mo- movie night it and watch it because I sat there the whole time thinking about you and Steve falling out of your chairs laughing watching this. And I think it'd be fun to watch it with you guys. So, uh, but yeah, that uh, death to 2021, that was, that was a hell of a funny political thing. Mostly jabs at the right, but there are a few jabs to the left. So it's not like, God, and Hugh Grant is hysterical too. Yeah, he is. He's just, you know, it's just a fluffy stuffy, you know, that, 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 that type of, you know, really upper class type of Englishman there and, and, and. And, and 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 you know talking about all sorts of uh, cultural uh, things and you know and 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 they're like you know what kind of what do you want the letters to follow your name when we uh, when we credit you and he's like no I am what what oh you're talking about they them he him I don't care about those pronoun things or whatever you're talking about it's all ridiculous anyway that just just you know just, this is such a stupid concept and all this woke nonsense. And they're like, oh, no, we mean the OBE, officer of the British Empire. Oh, yeah. Do do include that.
0: <laughs> Kirsten, that sort of you're thing. you're uh, you're Australian's just as good as Steve's.
2: Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> as as Hugh Grant said in death, of twenty twenty one. Oh, do go fuck off. <laughs>
0: Well, let's move on because we got a lot of news to get to today, guys. So let's do some news you don't give a shit about. <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys,
4: he's back. You don't have to, like, fill in for him.
3: <laughs> uh-uh. oh, yeah, huh? no, I, I
2: think you missed that, that production meeting where Kirsten said he don't want me to do it anymore. <clears throat> That's right. I said that. I said I don't want Andy doing anything anymore. And the compromise I got was this.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you need to hold the little, the little placards like the Russian judges. <laughs> <laughs> Not a visual show.
2: <laughs> boy, boy, Andy's hasn't been here in so long, he forgot. Not a visual show. But you guys went back to what's going to my mouth, so, you know,
0: I figured everything was coming back. Oh, oh oh by the way, uh Mrs-, no, I didn't. Mrs. Torgo sent Andy the ingredients to make the jello that we had.
2: <laughs> wow. Why so he received it in he? the
0: mail so he could play the home game and Andy, did you?
3: I I did not. I do have it up <laughs> in the cabinet. I didn't throw it away, I put it up in the cabinet.
0: You're just gonna eat the jello gonna, and drink the tomato do- juice, aren't you? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I didn't tell
0: you I, I, I don't know. i might I have to get drunk and into the home game, but uh, I did enjoy the other treats. News you not give a shit about. Warner Media and Viacom CBS are considering selling off a majority stake in the CW television network, deadline confirmed. Per the trade report, the decision stems from a leadership change at Warner Media following the corporation's impending sale to Discovery by parent company at and t If the sale does go through, Nextar Media Group is considered to be a favorite buyer at this time. What does that mean for the network's library of shows, particularly the DC-inspired lineup that comprises a good portion of the marquee value? Well, according to the Wall Street Journal, which first broke the news, quote, the network isn't profitable as a standalone broadcast entity, but the content produced for it is a valuable asset for other platforms at the parent companies, unquote. A number of the CW shows, such as Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, are available to stream on Netflix as part of a billion-dollar deal struck back in 2011, though it should be noted that the agreement was <coughs> not renewed as of 2019. The obvious assumption is to make here is that the CW's collection of content, including non-DC titles like Supernatural, Riverdale, Walker, and Roswell, will be moved off the airwaves and into in-house platforms like HBO Max. There's already a precedent for this, as like the now-defunct DC Universe, which had Doom Patrol, Titans, and Harley Quinn shifted over to the Warner Media subscription service. In addition, Stargirl started out as a DC Universe exclusive before heading to the CW. Now, aside from the network app, HBO Max is the only other place where fans can watch Stargirl without the need for a rental or purchase fees. Uh, Andy, I believe you had a question. Uh, is this another streaming service? Is that what I'm hearing? No, it's it's probably just going to be sold to one that is already in existence. Okay. Most likely HBO Max.
2: Yeah, you, you could tell it wasn't another streaming service because Matt had absolutely nothing to say. Oh, that's right.
3: <laughs> <HR-man> has already... <laughs>
2: Major Man has already informed me as a resident AT&T
0: employee. So, yeah.
2: That's right. He's got the skinny.
0: News don't give a shit about. A sixth installment of the Final Destination film franchise is coming to (laughs) HBO Max.
3: Oh, Jesus Christ.
0: New Line Cinema plans to revamp the property with Spider-Man director John Watts and longtime franchise vets Craig Perry and Sheila Hanahan. Hanahan... Uh, Perry's been involved since the very beginning, while Hanahan joined the series for 2003's Final Destination 2. Uh, Lori Evans-Taylor, who did uh, Wicked Wicked Games, and Guy Busiek, who a co-writer on Paramount's upcoming Scream movie, have been hired to write the screenplay and the finished film slated to skip theaters for an exclusive streaming premiere on HBO Max. The director has yet to be chosen. The the Final Destination series kicked off in 2000 with co-writer James Wong at the helm. Each film follows a group of individuals who narrowly avoid horrific ends when one of them has a sudden vision of the future. They get to safety just before the vision comes true, but none of them are in the clear because death starts to pick them off one by one, subjecting each person to an elaborate and gruesome Rube Goldberg-esque demise. Final Destination 5, directed by Stephen Quayle, was released in 2011, and brought the IP's collective box office gross to over $657 million worldwide. The sixth installment has no official title yet, and it's unclear whether it's a reboot or a direct continuation of previous entries. So what do you think about right. a new Final Destination? You guys must have seen some of those, right?
3: Yeah.
0: Have seen them all? I mean, it, it yes, sounds, yeah.
3: sounds terrible. It sounds like... And you, Andy, there's a market there
4: because everyone wants to see people die in cool and unique and funny ways. So
0: that really is its gimmick through and through. Yeah. For the first one, each one becoming more and more over the top. Yeah. Kind of
4: like the the saw
3: traps, you know, the same kind of thing. Yeah, another uh, movie I mean, that isn't like getting fun to me. God, How do you distort? make a movie like called Final Destination and have like more than one of them? That doesn't make any sense. Like The never-ending story 2 never made sense. Remember that movie, This is the End? You notice they didn't make a second one. <laughs> well, yeah. the never-ending never story 2 makes sense because it's not ending. Well, well no, it, it doesn't make, make sense because the first one should never have ended. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mike yeah. 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 drop. You run rings around me, logically. Sorry. Clearly, <laughs> just capitulate. You mean what? bracelets? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> damn it, Jeff!
0: <laughs> I was on the verge. God damn! I wouldn't mind more Final Destination movies, frankly. I I, I enjoy the way it's set up. I, I really enjoy the the crazy, over the top deaths and the Rube Goldberg esque mechanisms that it leads to a, and I also like the fact that death is a character without ever appearing in the movie.
2: Yeah. Haven't they, haven't they gotten more meta, uh, Todd? Like, wasn't there a movie where somebody actually kind of knew, you know, they, they kind of figured out what was going to be happening and, and, and and stuff
0: like that. I can't, frankly, can't remember the Uh, uh, the overall story line through them all, which I use very loosely. Uh, mm. completely forgettable. Uh, the only thing you remember is the crazy over-the-top.
3: So you don't <laughs> even care what kind of pizza the guys bringing in a porn movie. You just want to see the fucking. I got you.
0: <laughs> well, okay. Wait, All wait, right, wait, Andy. stop.
3: What kind of toppings are on the pizza before
1: we go any further? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and he answers pineapple, and you go,
3: oh, I was almost there. Oh, I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with pineapple on pizza. I
4: agree Thank you. with you, Barry. Thank one you. of the
3: few things I'll agree with you with. I agree with you.
0: You're right. It's one of the few I'll agree with them too. Stopped clock this guy.
3: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Torgo and Maple Leaf agree with me. I think
0: I might be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> or you might be a oh. Warhammer fan. There could be something to that.
3: That oh. could also happen very quickly.
1: What was the hill you were talking about dying on the other day when we were talking about Pizza berry? You said the topping that should never be on pizza. Chicken? No. Something... Peanut butter? Kale? Uh, I don't remember now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Jeff. You were <laughs> like, yeah, Jeff. Hold on. Yeah, you were so yeah, adamant sorry. about it, and then you were like, pineapple's okay, but God damn it, I will never ha-. I'm like, whoa,
2: whoa, whoa. Oh, I
1: don't remember
3: what it was now.
2: Oh, good.
3: Oh, no, I remember hamburger. Hamburger should never be on pizza.
1: No, it's definitely not hamburger.
3: No, it's hamburger. It makes me angry thinking about it. A lot of things make me angry thinking about it. But no, hamburger is one of those things that makes me angry thinking about pizza toppings. Why? Why would you do that? Why would you do that to a perfectly good hamburger or a perfectly good pizza? They do not belong. Because some people Mm -hmm. don't
1: have access to ground Italian sausage.
3: Well, then they shouldn't try and emulate it with hamburger. (laughs) (laughs) You asked, I answered. (laughs) Just today, I made myself a turkey sandwich. Now, had I not had access to turkey, I wouldn't substitute it with cat food.
2: (laughs) Well, wow, the logic of that (laughs) argument. Yeah, just go with me on this. (laughs) What's that
3: called?
1: False, false logical fallacy.
3: Yeah, you say a bunch of stuff
0: and (laughs) it's not making any sense. Blah, blah, blah. That's all I'm
2: hearing from you, kid. Fake news.
0: News you don't give a shit about. (laughs) Speaking of fake news. Norton's 360 security suite software now comes with Norton Crypto, a mining tool that users can't uninstall. For context, a crypto mining tool pools together users who order new blocks of transactions that are then added to the fittingly named blockchain, earning coins and transaction fees. To maximize efficiency, people use specific hardware to mine cryptocurrency. But more often than not, the hardware is made redundant in one or two years, Uh, coupled with the amount of energy used, and crypto mining becomes incredibly harmful to the environment. Uh, Norton Crypto mines Ethereum a cryptocurrency like Bitcoin that allows for the building of decentralized application, or dApps, as they're apparently called. Essentially, essentially, the software pulls together Norton users who can then mine Ethereum collectively, making a quick buck by leaving their computer or laptop to mine away. But...
4: So basically, and I'm going to pull an Andy here and interrupt okay, you. Okay, okay. Basically, there's going to be no one mining this because anyone who uses Norton as is like... 16 above.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. is if your computer can actually handle mining because then the program simply won't run. Uh, typically when mining uh, when mining Ethereum, the pools take a one to two percent cut, but Norton takes 15%. Wow! Oh! Throw in the transaction fees and energy bills and what you have is a seemingly easy to use software that in actuality will likely cost you more than you earn. And it comes with the software by default, enticing new users to try it out, perhaps without even knowing what they're really getting into. So, if you have a Norton product, guess what? You now have Norton Crypto. Oops. Isn't the guy that created Norton like living in some
3: banana republic and on the the land? You're thinking. You're thinking about McAfee. Yeah. Ah, okay. That's what I'm thinking of. Okay.
1: And uh, if I'm not mistaken, he passed away, right? Yeah. Andy's uh, right. been a little distracted. I have. Just a little bit. Yeah. Anyway. Teeny. Anyway. Teeny bit. Uh, I Norton, I the last time I saw anything having to do with Norton was a piece of software uh, when you're going through the installation process said install Norton 360 and then there's the giant continue button and then in small, in the other opposite corner it says uh, no thanks. And you had to Hunt to find the no thanks to not install Norton. I
2: remember those.
1: But that's the last time I had any kind of exposure to
3: anything Norton related. I'm going to regret this. Uh-oh. Mining Ethereum, how does that work?
0: Look up a YouTube video. I'm not explaining it here.
3: Jo- join the Minecraft server. I'll teach wow! You
2: <laughs> wow!
3: It's too Buy long the, and
2: too complex. Actually, wait, wait, explain. wait. Hold on,
4: hold on. I, I got this, guys. Okay. Buy my NFT explaining how to mine <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah. Ethereum. All right? There you go. All right. And it's an NFT,
0: Andy. It's exclusive to you. That's right. 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 You get a receipt on the blockchain that proves that you own it, kind of. Yeah. Some guy tried to get me
3: to draw NFT artwork when I was down in Miami, but he didn't, like, stop. He just sort of said as he was running by, I'm like, Okay. Ooh, we should change the uh, uh, the membership level so that you don't get a drawing from, from F. Andrew Taylor. You get an NFT of a drawing
2: from F. Andrew Taylor.
0: That sounds like a great way to lose members. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and, and artists. <laughs>
0: I'm sure you'll do your best. And who's you don't give a shit about? Paramount Players is developing a remake of Pumpkinhead. Lance Hendrickson starred in the original Stan Winston-directed 1988 creature feature as Ed Harley, a grieving father who conjures up the titular monster in an effect to kill those who killed his young son. A few years later, Peter Block was announced to be producing a new film from a screenplay by Nate Atkins. The franchise spawned three sequels, the 1994 P- Pumpkinhead 2 Blood Wings, as well as the made-for-TV follow-ups Pumpkinhead Ashes to Ashes and Pumpkinhead Blood Feud, Broadcast on Sci-Fi in October 2006 and 2007, respectively. Uh, Pumpkinhead was also turned into a comic book and even a poorly received video game, uh, Blood Wings: Pumpkinhead's Revenge, in 1995. Uh, they really tried hard for Pumpkinhead to be a thing, and it just wasn't. There is one. Hello. There is one thing that gives Pumpkinhead its longevity. K. Just K. Thinking <laughs> about baseball. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah,
3: yeah,
0: <laughs> and that's Stan Winston. <laughs> thinking about baseball.
3: Okay.
1: Stan, Stan, there's your sticker and uh, Barry. Stan Winston thinking about thinking baseball.
3: About <laughs>
2: baseball. Oh, do that. oh, oh shit!
1: You just do a sketch of Stan Winston's face and a little thought bubble of a baseball. <laughs> And that's all, that's all, that's this whole sticker.
0: Because everyone oh. knows Stan Winston's face. Just draw it right now, Barry. Although, a sticker of Pumpkinhead thinking about baseball, then I think we, there, have, a, yeah. we have something.
1: Much better. Write, write it down,
0: Barry. Pumpkin head thinking
3: about baseball. What does pumpkin head even look like?
0: Pumpkinhead is... a
3: fucking pumpkin head.
0: He doesn't have a pumpkin head at all. He
3: doesn't have a pumpkin head, Jeff. He doesn't it's this big long face with teeth in business. It's not it's
0: yeah, not. A, well then he, then
3: you know what it is. <laughs> he <Yeah>. I, pumpkin. <laughs> that's you, you that's, just that's described that's it. That's not
2: the good point.
3: <laughs> yeah, okay. Draw that for me based on my description. He's got a big long head with teeth in business.
0: Pumpkin head looks like if H.R. Giger's aliens came out of the Eldritch soil of the East Coast. It's a beautiful creature design, and it, honestly, it's the only reason why that movie did any kind of business. It's all oh, Stan geez. Winston.
3: Where do you get pumpkin head out of that? I'm looking at it and it's like. Yeah, it's just a monster.
0: It's it's yeah, it's the the nickname of a demon, basically.
3: Okay. <laughs> Oh, come on, Pumpkinhead.
0: Well, don't worry. You're about to get a remake, and I'll bet it's going to be fantastic. And I don't mean that at all.
2: Oh, Pumpkinhead. Are we out of these yet? There's there's still more.
0: Weekend Geek. Yay! Yay! Last fall, Netflix announced that it had purchased the rolled doll story company, officially landing the rights to all of the children's author's stories with the goal of eventually weaving a whole new streaming universe out of the creations. Now the first effort to come out of that acquisition is ready to enter production. Netflix has hired Oscar-nominated and BAFTA-winning writer and director Wes Anderson, fresh off the release of his 10th film, The French Dispatch, to helm an adaptation of The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar a doll's 1977 short story collection that includes the title tale and six others. The project has also reportedly landed the stars Benedict Cumberbatch, who will play the title character, Dev Patel, Ralph Fiennes, Ben Kingsley. The short story, the wonderful story of Henry Sugar, concerns a man who, after hearing about a person who's learned to see even though their eyes are sealed shut, sets out to learn the particular ability for himself. Uh, details are still scarce on the project, but Deadline reports it could take the shape of an anthology film similar to the Cohen Brothers' Netflix western The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Uh, Henry Sugar marks the second Roald doll project for Anderson, who won acclaim for a stop-motion animation version of the fantastic Mr. Fox in 2009. So, that's quite a get.
3: Yeah, that's a big deal. Uh,
0: this this story was about to land like somewhere in the middle of Weekend Geek. Uh, but when I saw who was directing and who the stars were, I'm like, okay, this is massive.
3: <clears throat> is are they talking about a, roll doll cinematic universe now?
0: And yeah, they have been. Yes,
3: Andy. That is what you're saying. Okay, I just want to make sure I didn't misheard that. So, so James and the Giant Peach are gonna team up with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory?
0: Uh, stay tuned. Who knows? Oh, good God! I, I do know that they're working on the prequel for. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Basically, oh, more dentistry? Uh, uh, right. <clears throat> uh, no, I, it's it's going to be a whole how Wonka became Wonka, and I'm sure that's, he'll, he'll meet the Oompa Loompas, and I'm sure they, they won't be uh, the original vision of that at all.
3: Let's hope not. I do love a good like collective cinematic universe, cinematic or otherwise. I remember... Uh, always buying Marvel comics and they always have like the crossovers and I always love those. And I remember in the early 90s uh, there was an, uh, I think NBC at one point did uh, a a thing where all their sitcoms experienced a a hurricane at the same time or something. And it tied them all together. And it was neat that they were in the same universe. And I've always done that in my D&D games. Uh, If you're playing one of my games, you're playing in all of them. There's a chance you might meet other people. All of them uh, for the last 10, 15 years.
0: Just case, I think, Casey. Just think, K. You might meet other people
2: in general. <laughs> that's that's why I play D D yeah. to meet people.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Clearly,
3: but no, I, I always appreciate a good uh, shared universe, which is why DC disappoints me so much. <laughs> yeah, the cinematic uh, output <laughs> is is hot <clears> garbage. <throat> Their universe building is garbage. Oh, yeah. Universe building, I mean, they're kind of scattershot of whether they're good or bad. But, yeah, the the connectivity of them is gone. There's no connectivity. There's no connectivity.
0: Comedian and actor Bob Saget has died at the age of 65. Saget was best known for his role as Danny Tanner in the sitcom Full House, as well as his run as the host of America's Funniest Home Videos. He was also the narrator in the hit series How I Met Your Mother and made appearances on several other series and films as well. And everyone was always so surprised when they found out just how filthy of a stand-up comedian he was. Mm-hmm.
3: I uh, watched uh, The Aristocrats tonight. In oh, boy. That. Very nice. Yeah. It's, yeah, uh, it's... still filthy.
1: It, it took me a while to get into his stand-up because I remember when people told me that he did stand-up, and I'm like, ugh, the guy from Full House? My sisters watched that. He's terrible. And then you discover that his comedy, not only is it good, it's so raunchy. It's it's night and day, the the character that he played on Full House. I, I became a Bob Saget fan when um, I discovered... That he was not the guy that you see on Full House or America's Funniest Home Videos. He was a completely different comedian, and uh, yeah, his his stand-up and subsequent film projects um, were were just great. I I really liked the film Dirty Work. That kind of did really poorly at the box office, but um, became a bit of a cult hit. And that was his one and only feature film directing. Uh, gig, and that that was wrought with uh, a bunch of problems. Like originally, it was supposed to be an R-rated film. The studio pushed it to be a PG-13, so they had to go back and take out a bunch of jokes. And even in the editing process, they had to trim out a bunch of stuff. So, I, I don't contribute it to him being the responsible one. I think he did the best he could with the uh, the constraints that he had. But uh, but yeah, I was that was quite of a quite a shock. He reminds me of uh, George
4: Carlin cuz for me my first introduction to George Carlin was seeing him on that kids show for the Thomas the the Engine whatever the Thomas. as a conductor. <laughs> yep. And then you see that's, his stand up and you're like, "Holy shit."
3: <laughs> <laughs> Same kind of thing. Wow. For me at least. Wow. Yeah, no, that's 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 uh, I, mean, hmm. I mean, I grew that, up with Carlin. I grew up uh listening to Carlin records. And uh, it boggles my mind you got that far along before you ran into him. Yeah.
0: Amazon's small screen adaptation of Bethesda's hit Fallout video game franchise has hired co-showrunners. Geneva Robertson-Dwarrette, that's the co-screenwriter on Tomb Raider and Captain Marvel, and Graham Wagner, a co-executive producer on HBO's Silicon Valley. Westworld co-creator Jonathan Nolan, who first brought the project to Amazon in the summer of 2020 alongside his wife and creative collaborator Lisa Joy, is locked in to direct the first episode. The Fallout games take place in an alternate future where the Cold War and Atomic Age cultures of the 1950s and 60s stuck around well after the turn of the millennium. Mid-century fears of mutually assured destruction come true when the entire planet is decimated by all-out nuclear war which forces humanity into radiation-proof vaults located deep underground. The people and animals not fortunate enough to retreat into these lead-lined shelters were mutated into horrific monsters by the lingering radiation. Players assume the role of a vault denizen, braving the dangers of the outside world by killing mutants, collecting valuables, and fulfilling various missions and side quests. I am so excited about a Fallout series, I can't say enough of that. It's such a fun... World to play in.
3: Yeah. Do they mention where it's going to be? Are they doing Boston?
0: They they, they haven't announced a thing. Oh, I would love it. Say th- it
3: right, Barry. Boston? There you go. Are they
0: doing Boston? I would love it if they did it in New Vegas. That would be awesome.
3: Oh, that'd be super nice. Uh,
0: but frankly, Fallout's all about. It's never really about the story, except for New Vegas. That one was about the story. Uh, but the rest of them were all about the setting, and the world. And so there's so much they can play with in that that, frankly, they could go about anywhere.
3: I kind of hope they go to a major city. I wouldn't like Fallout if they went to, like, Nowheresville, Indiana
0: or something, you know?
3: Like Fallout Dubuque? You mean Todd's hometown,
1: Nowheresville,
0: Indiana? Uh, They already did that one. It's called Fallout 76. Aye! (laughs) Yeah! I, I know... I know there's fans out there of that game, but I've tried three times now. No, but that, it's not good.
3: Oh, on a, on, a, on a side note, you played Fallout
0: 4, right? You yes. You know who Elder Maxon is? Elder Maxon, uh, Brotherhood of Steel? I, I, you know what? I, I stay away from the Brotherhood, Brotherhood of Steel overall in the <gasps> games. Why? I, I consider them an enemy. Oh, my God. Well, I just got his coat. Oh, did you? Like Like... A prop of that coat, or you got it in the video game
3: no it's hanging downstairs Oh, okay <laughs> that's,
0: i never know anymore you could have bought an nft for all i know uh it's
3: like, a, it's like
1: an etsy thing uh, it's nice dude it's leather it's great
2: ooh.
4: yeah i'm actually looking at uh baron zemu's jacket from falcon and the winter soldier
2: oh that's, that's that a good mind. jacket yeah.
4: that's a good jacket you should yeah. buy that uh-huh I got it. I'm looking at it right now, actually, while I'm listening to... Whenever Andy speaks, I'm like, ah, okay, let me
3: see what I can... So. <laughs> anyway, Elder Max Brotherhood of Steel. Of course you don't like the Brotherhood of Steel. So, you played Fallout 4. What faction do you align yourself with?
0: Railroad. Virgo? Jesus
3: Christ, I
0: don't like you. Full-on railroad, through and through.
3: What is wrong with you?
0: Since our living beings, and should be treated as such.
3: Uh There's a reason you're the enemy. You are the enemy. Anyway, go on.
0: Ian Livingstone was knighted by Queen Elizabeth at the 2022 New Year's Honors. This comes in the wake of several other accolades for his service to the games industry, including an award from the British Academy of Film and Television Awards in 2002 and an honorary doctorate from the Bournemouth University in 2011. Uh, Livingston had spent over 50 years in the games industry, working as a retailer, editor, developer, and executive. He founded Games Workshop in 1975 alongside John Peake and Steve Jackson, before going on to become the first distributor of Dungeons & Dragons in the United Kingdom. Livingston uh, Livingston started the annual Games Day convention with Jackson shortly afterwards, the pair launched the gaming magazine White Dwarf in 1977, as well as the board game company Citadel Miniatures in 1979 with Brian Ansell. The first entry in the game book series Fighting Fantasy came out in 1982, and Living Student Jackson produced more than 15 volumes that would go on to sell upwards of 20 million <clears throat> copies. Jackson also designed several board games, including Boomtown, Judge Dredd, Automania, Legends of Zagor, and Dragon Masters. Is he still part of Games Workshop? No. No, no? he he left the company a while ago. He's not the problem then, All right. (laughs) Okay, yes, absolutely. He's (laughs) definitely not the problem. Uh, He first came onto my radar when I discovered the Finding Fantasy game books in the 80s. Uh, If you're not familiar with those, they are choose-your-own-adventures that you play with dice. So it adds that extra game component. There's a character sheet, you have a health bar, you have stats, and you go through a choose-your-own-adventure-style dungeon and you have to fight beings and you have to make varying roles and the dice kind of play out how the whole thing works. And some of them are as hard as hell. But they were a lot of fun and definitely a step up from the, after you've played a fighting fantasy game book, boring choose-your-own-adventure. But yeah, he did all this other stuff too. He created Games Workshop and Citadel Miniatures and all that stuff that later would become Warhammer, Warhammer, Warhammer.
2: Hmm. Funny you ah. should mention that, Todd. Fighting Fantasy. How so? Because I actually downloaded the game. Sorcery.
0: Oh! Exclamation point. That was uh, what he did after Fighting Fantasy, right? Uh, or, or is it Jackson? That was
2: uh, uh, yeah, Steve Jackson. Okay. Sp- uh, fighting Fantasy spinoff, and they have uh, they have apps, so you can play
0: it on your phone. Oh, fantastic! I did have the sorcery yeah. series as well, and that one was really cool because you had a continuous character through yeah. uh, through the various books. So you were you were playing the same person all the way along, and you kept your same character sheet book after book after book. Mm. And they, in fact, they sold a separate book that if you wanted to be a wizard, you had to buy the wizard book of spells to be able to use that in the sorcery series. So it wow. was it was a hell of a way to do that.
4: Yes. Same they, Steve Jackson uh, munchkin? Like that Yes. Kind of. See, what Andy doesn't understand, understand, what Andy doesn't understand, if you interrupt with valuable information, Todd doesn't care. Thank you. Important thing <laughs> to say. Yeah. <laughs> that's,
3: my, that's, my, that's my Geek Shock PSA. Thank you. Matt geek. just missed you because he didn't have anyone else to,
2: to take the piss out of. That's right. Because right. mm-hmm. everyone else gives as well as they get. Andy just sort of sits there and takes it. <laughs> that's a valuable skill in prison. Right. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> really? Dead. Jeff, really? Th- that's going to make you go, oh, God. Yeah. 621 episodes. And that makes you go, oh, God.
0: Like that's his first oh, God in this whole thing. <laughs> Brandon Jacob Jenkins' television adaptation of Octavia Butler's award-winning 1979 sci-fi novel Kindred is moving forward at effects 10 months after they picked up the project for a pilot episode in March 2021. The eight episode series will revolve around Dana being played by Mallory Johnson, a young black woman and aspiring writer in present day Los Angeles who finds herself thrust back and forth through time to a 19th century plantation that is linked to her family. Jacob Jenkins, who joined the project as a showrunner and writer after working on Watchmen, penned the pilot script. The series also has the blessing of Octavia Butler's estate. Anybody read Kindred?
3: No, is Negative. it? A, I assume a time travel kind of novel.
0: Yes, have, yes. From, no, I haven't read that from seventy nine. No, they're just
3: add that part in. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it was nope. actually a rom com. It was you know it was uh, a lot of uh, sort of a uh, uh, you know uh, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> oh my god, Andy! Oh
2: my it's two god. in the morning here, man. It's two in the morning. <laughs> Well, oh. they added the time travel aspect so they could get the Jeffrey crowd. The important Jeffrey demographic.
3: Time travel movies to me are always interesting. It's uh, Are you are going to erase yourself from time like Marty McFly? Or is it going to be like the way Star Trek handles it where you can, you can change the past and it will affect the future? Or is it one of those ones where you go to a different timeline? I wonder what kind this is.
0: You should read the novel and find out we
2: didn't ever find out and I wanna read a novel. <laughs> yeah, I wanna read it. I wanna play
3: Minecraft. Yes. <laughs>
2: Rude <First>
3: statement.
0: <laughs> the specs for the PlayStation VR two was announced. Uh, the PS VR two will feature an O L E D display that supports full four K resolution with a 110-degree field of view, controller movement tracking based on cameras embedded in the headset rather than relying on an external camera, and new eye tracking technology that, quote, detects the motion of your eyes, so a simple look in a specific direction can create an additional input for the game character, as Sony's Hideaki Nishino explained. Also new is a simplified connection setup that requires only a single USB-C cord to connect the PSVR2 with your PlayStation 5. Uh, Paired with the controller's haptic feedback features that Sony announced last year, the headset itself will also provide sensory feedback. In practical terms, the increased feedback setup means, quote, gamers can feel a character's elevated pulse during these tense moments, the rush of objects passing close to the character's head, or the thrust of a vehicle as a character speeds forward, unquote. Uh, There's still no word on the release date, or of course the price point for the PSVR 2. So that's the next salvo in home VR technology. What do you think, sirs?
1: I'm kind of interested. Uh, I was intrigued when you got the one for the PS4. Um, I have a PS5 now, and uh, also this new headset's supposed to be a little bit lighter too. So I'm 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 intrigued by it. I'd I'd love to give it a try because uh, the few games that I did get to play in the PSVR were were entertaining, but you get kind of fatigued after a little while wearing that headset and all that other gear that you have to do. And, you know, you basically have to be standing up to
2: use it. Couldn't really use it sitting down very well. I think we need to put together uh, Geek Shock funds to get Andy a proper PS and then get him the VR too so we can have a uh, uh, Kofi tier of Andy playing VR.
0: (laughs) There is something special about it. Yes, I am very glad that they've moved to an OLED screen for this one, and it's a much higher resolution, because one of the big problems I had with the PlayStation, don't get me wrong, it was fantastic, and it was very immersive. It it showed me, it made good on the promise of VR that was given to me all my life. But, I always felt like I was looking through someone else's glasses while while looking uh, through it.
1: That's what they call the screen door effect, where it's like you're looking at everything through a screen door. So it's like it's not quite sharp because everything has that grid pattern on it.
3: Yeah. Doesn't that depend on the game that you're playing? I mean, were you playing games specifically designed for this?
0: Yes. It was games that were made just for the PlayStation VR system, some of them. Okay. And
1: and, and there were a few games that had PSVR downloads that you could have that it would incorporate in the game uh like what i think resident evil was one of them yeah, um, resident evil 7. um so you could still have the regular version of resident evil but then you could also play the vr version um i'm totally blanking out on the other games that did that
0: now again don't get me wrong completely immersive and it worked really really well frighteningly well sometimes uh but i'm very much anxiously looking forward to better resolution it can only yeah. make it that much more immersive much less all this haptic feedback stuff
2: <laughs> i'm i'm just sitting here watching andy slowly die <laughs>
3: it's like the whole the whole thing started off with like a, a sentence or two there was nothing but random letters
2: <laughs> <laughs> no it's not that it's how late it is you're just oh, yeah. you're at perfect. that point dude dude where you're you're dying.
0: <laughs> you are literally
3: dying. I've never been super excited about the VR stuff because the games haven't really been there. I mean, if they just translate multiplayer games, which is what they people love apparently, to VR, then okay, great. I get to experience 14-year-olds telling me how they fucked my mom in 3D. I just, eh, you know, it's not for me. The Star Trek game, the one where you could be like the captain or Ridge whatever. Rich commander. Ridge commander. I've heard good things, but I haven't got to play it because I don't have a VR setup.
0: So you've never had the true VR experience of this modern age. You haven't tried an Oculus or a PSVR.
3: These kids today in their rock and or roll. No, I have not.
0: I, I'm going to tell you right now. It, it will change your world. It's, it is a proper, you are there 3D experience. Can we play Minecraft in 3D? Yes. Todd did. Good? You... Uh I I did play Minecraft with my VR headset on the on the PlayStation and boy was that something. And the <laughs> something. Creature, the, the creatures uh, dealing with the skeletons and zombies and such became so much more frightening. Oh man. What about the building? Uh, the building I, I tell you what, if you're afraid of heights, that can really mess with you. Oh, I, I am not good with heights. Because you, you, when you look down, you're looking down at a 3D distance. So it's you feel like you are there. You you get real careful about where you walk. Mm. More than you would in regular Minecraft. Now, oh, Todd, God. Now I, God, try I, was,
2: it. I was joking before, but watching Barry play VR <laughs> Minecraft is... You know we've got to give the monkeys that one. <laughs> oh
3: yeah, and I fly through the Nether all the time. It's so dangerous. What should I do? I want to do that in VR,
1: and
0: and you know that I'm not good with heights. That's, Dude, that's it would a- creep you out so much. Oh.
1: Now, Todd, did you ever play the uh, the Star
0: Wars Squadrons on the VR? Yes, I, I did, uh, and I what wasn't did- impressed with the game overall in general. I mean, okay. it, it worked fine in VR as flying a ship and so on, but I just thought that the game was underwhelming.
1: Okay. Because that was something a, a friend of mine had recommended, and I never got a chance to play it. Uh, the other one he recommended was the Iron Man VR, but I, I don't really know a whole lot about that one.
0: Heard good things, haven't tried that one. Okay. Two major projects are underway to revitalize Battlestar Galactica for a new audience. On the TV side, there's a new streaming series in the works from Mr. Robot creator Sam Esmail, who's developing a new story that will air on NBC Universal's Peacock service. And on the film side, X-Men Days of Future Past and Invasion writer and producer Simon Kinberg is at work on a new feature inspired by the franchise. In an interview to promote his new action film, The 355, Kinberg offered Collider an update on the progress of the film and teased what connections it might share with Esmail's project. Quote, in terms of the situation with Sam and the show, I can't say too much about it either way than there is synergy between the two enterprises and constant communication between us, Kinsberg said, continuing, we've become close and been having really good time together and there will be, for lack of a better phrase, and it's an overused phrase, a shared universe, unquote. As for the story behind each project, we still don't know much. But it's clear there's not a lot of eagerness to retread territory that Moore and company already covered in their 2004 series. Uh, Immediately after his involvement with the Peacock series, after it was announced, Esmail made it clear that his series will not attempt to remake the show, setting the stage for a whole new collection of adventures in the Galactica universe.
3: This this is not going to be in the same universe as Ron Moore's thing. Correct. No. Which, this does not need to be redone. They're saying... Oh, we were not gonna retread it. But they're gonna do a new universe. They're gonna retread it. But but, but not the themes that Moore did. Gonna retread the same the same themes and the same stuff. Because it was more than that stuff that I didn't the first part of it I didn't like, you know, with the whole God thing and ever everything. But there was a lot going on in the two thousand five oh. uh, Battlestar. There was a lot of stuff that was touched on. They can't avoid all that. Nor can they avoid like the main story stuff with Adama and Starbuck, so they're gonna read. They're it's
2: it's gonna be a remake. I don't care what they say. Well, yeah, okay. Well, that goes without saying.
3: Well, I mean, think it, mean, it does go with saying it, it's gonna be a remake. Fuck them for doing that.
0: If you mean that there is there going to be a Battlestar that's called Galactica that's being chased yeah, by uh, Cylons, then yeah, probably so.
3: But if they did something like, you know what, everything is cyclical, it turns out there's another Battlestar Galactica, maybe it's another universe, but it's connected, or maybe like they restarted it, you know, uh, humans came to be after the original run, and there happened to be another Adama and happened to be another Galactica. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm not really there for them.
1: What what was that line in Battlestar Galactica about everything that's happening has happened before? Well, it was happened before, and and will happen again so yeah. what what's what's your problem with the reboot
3: because it's not gonna be in the same universe so very neither,
1: neither was the one that happened with Ron Moore versus the
3: original uh, 79 here he, he, here is the difference the 79 one and I'm sorry Steve Biggs sucked the 2005 one was a was a retread because the other one needed badly needed a retread I mean come on Galactica 1980, really? You're gonna defend oh, that? I no, I not never that. defend Galactica 80. I
1: pretend like Galactica 1980 didn't exist. Mm-hmm. But the 79 version had, you know, it had its cheese, but it also had a lot of good, interesting stories, and a lot of uh, creative world building in the brief season that they got. So, and that's not yeah. to take anything away from the 05 version because I like that one too. I think they both stand on their own.
2: Yeah.
3: I'm going to give it a shot, and I'm not going to naysay it when I see it. I'm just going to give it an honest chance, and I hope they do well with it. That's all. It's just, it, it's, I don't It's, it's near and – yeah, fuck you. It's near and dear to me. That's all. And, and, it, and it makes me uh, very cautious about, about it, but I'm going to watch it. It's Battlestar.
2: Jeff, you know what, you know, I I'd be willing to wager that they actually want to do uh, a quality series like the 2005, but be more like the 79 and not in the cheese, but just in in the in the basic approach. But I bet you they're terrified of saying that publicly. (laughs) So they're probably dancing around. But I'll bet you that's where they're going to go. Well, what does that look like? I mean, can you explain that at all? Well, Barry, the, the, the big thing with stuff, with cheesy stuff, uh-huh. like uh, like like Battlestar Galactica, or, you know, like, say, Thundar, the Barbarian, or, or stuff like that, you need Last to Garden. approach like it. Yeah. You need to approach it with all the seriousness of the kids who loved it. Don't look yeah. on it as an adult. And, and reflect on that, but approach it with the seriousness of the kid fans who believed in it and took it very seriously. And you do that, you can actually find, I think, you can find the adult version. And I think that they, they can do a very good version of the 79 series, cleaned up, better effects, the whole works, and just, just you know, better, more mature, you know, golden that- age wasn't that what, what the 2005 series did, or am I wrong? No, because, well, because Moore also threw in a shit ton of his own his own stuff, and, you know, the, the changes yeah, to things yeah. like Baltar and stuff, so... Yeah, and he and even... human Cylons, I mean, you know, that right there is all Moore. Yeah, and Moore even said that he used a lot of ideas that he would have
1: liked to have used on Star Trek, but wasn't allowed to do, but yeah. being... Being able to be the showrunner, say, I can do whatever I want, you know, like killing off main characters or, you know, introducing themes that might have been questionable on Star Trek. Um, I And and I agree with, with Kirsten. I think you could definitely take the 79 series and make an adult version of it. And that's bearing in mind that the, the 79 series is cheesy because we're looking at it as much older men and women Looking Mm -hmm. back on a a series that was produced in 1979, because in 1979 it wasn't that cheesy, and I will argue that the effects held up pretty well for the time. Especially, I mean, those were some cutting edge effects for the day.
3: Well, I was there. (laughs) Go ahead, Andy. I was there watching it, like as it came out in '79, and uh, even. Us stupid kids recognized that they had like three shots of the ships, and they kept using them over and over. And over. <laughs> well, the,
2: yeah. The, the, the big thing, the, the big thing of course to remember when discussing seventy nine is that uh, Larson wanted to do some TV movies. Yeah. He didn't want to do a series, and they they pushed him into a series, which led them to doing the 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 ridiculous budget cutting stuff like the 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 cowboy planet and the adaption of the you know, the Shane <laughs> movie and stuff like that. It, it, you know, so well, I mean, it's yeah, that's standard
1: television practice. Look, go back and look at the original Star Trek series. There's essentially like twelve shots that they reuse of the starship throughout the series. And it wasn't even until later seasons they got to do some new shots and and cut them together but yeah it's just it's it's you know Battlestar Galactica was a pretty high budget production in 1979 and Larson had to cut where he could and one of the ways to do that was the visual effects it's like well we need to zoom in on the Galactica logo to establish that we're on the Galactica we can just reuse that one every single every single time and you know, they did have some stuff that needed to be filmed week to week that were episode specific. But a lot of your wide shots of the fleet, you know, were reused over and over and over. So.
2: I think there's I think there's tremendous possibility. So and yeah, at, a lot of potential. as I, as I wasn't a more series fan, although I respect uh, everybody's love for it. I'm you know, I'm hopeful. I'll be right there with Barry watching. And where I'm going to watch it right next to you, and if I
3: don't like it, I'm going to punch you, Curse.
0: Okay. <laughs> and where are your hopes for Battlestar? Write to us, comments at geekshockpodcast.com, or throw it on the Discord if you're part of the Kofi members. And thank you to all of our Kofi members who help keep the lights on on the show. A special thank you for to King Vald for giving us a one-off this week. And I want to thank our Tier 5 members, Leon Mitt, Jeff Harris, Jake Godbold, Ozzy Matt, Mad Martrin, and our Tier 4 members, King Vald, Deb T., and David Ferrar. And I also want to put a thank you out to our Tier 2 members, John B., Mike M., Elena Knup, Mama Ninja Scoop, and Heidi Johnson. Thank you all of our Kofi members for making this show possible. And Absolutely. Un- thank you. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Back
2: check, <laughs> <laughs> Mute, i muted, muted Mike, Matt.
4: Oh, my God. Maple Leaf, Matt.
2: <laughs> and Lauren.
0: Okay, we'll talk to you next week in deep. <laughs> oh,
1: muted Mike, Matt, is his oh, own muted name. Muted
2: Matt, Muted Matt. <laughs> uh, oh, and a shout-out, Penguin Jess. Matt. Take care of yourself. Heal up. And be careful on those 90-degree uh, ice routines. Right. Mm-hmm. Skate's on all, right. all the time, even when you're going down the steps.
3: <laughs> oh, and I'll have everyone know I challenged some people in Minecraft to give me some, some some words to say during this show, and I got to use them all, so screw you guys. I oh, won't. I
2: won't. oh. That's why you mispronounced to finish straight. <laughs> right, yes.
3: <laughs> I spelled it wrong on gather. my notes.
0: Welcome to my world. Uh... <laughs>
3: and by the way I'll have you know there are people on this cast who aren't here right now but who are on this cast who have Battlestar Galactica tattoos so it's it's a big deal
0: yeah Steve's got a big one on his butt <laughs>
3: ah, pay him five bucks he'll show you I've seen it it's it's uh <laughs> it's <box. laughs> no no no
1: Barry you got it wrong he'll pay you five dollars <laughs> to show it to you <laughs>